You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio based or banner ads, but on a case by case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at $2, 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. When I travel, and I travel quite a bit, I like to chat with strangers because I might get some interesting conversation I can work into a script or a fun anecdote at the beginning of a movie review. I'm never going to see these people again. So as Edward Norton says in Fight Club, they are single-serving friends, right? And when I fly, I tend to keep my chatting to a minimum for most of the flight. And when it's getting close to landing, then I'll strike up conversation. And that way I don't get stuck with a person who is annoying or insane for an extended period of time. So the last thing I want is to get stuck with a nut job for longer than that. So accidentally meeting a couple of crazy people who think I'm suddenly their best friend now and being stuck with them for a week is kind of a nightmare scenario here. And that's what we have here in Vacation Friends. Marcus and Emily, Lil Ray Howery from Free Guy and Yvonne Orhi from Insecure are a mild-mannered couple from Chicago on a week-long vacation in Mexico. Marcus is an uptight planner who runs a construction company. He likes to live his life with a plan, and on this trip, he intends to propose to Emily. But his romantic plan is ruined when the room is flooded by a leaking jacuzzi from the presidential suite above. When Marcus attempts to book another room, the hotel employee accidentally reveals Marcus's proposal intentions, and he reluctantly proposes right there on the spot in the hotel lobby. And after watching their proposal, the absolutely batshit crazy Ron and Kyla, played by John Cena and Meredith Hagner, invite Marcus and Emily to stay with them for the week. And the four spend their vacation together with Ron and Kyla, encouraging Marcus and Emily to live life carefree, which means daredevil antics, drugs, booze, and no regard for health or safety. And this culminates with Marcus and Emily blacking out and deciding to leave what happened in this vacation in this vacation and return to their lives back in Chicago. But this isn't the last they will see of their new best friends. I am TC Dewitt of the Screener Squad, and I am joined on this couple's retreat with Mark. Hello. Danny. Hawaiian shirt dog. And Mike. <laughs> howdy, howdy. Fellas, does the salt on these margaritas taste funny to you? Not too salty. In the intro, you reminded me that I haven't seen the John Cena trumpet meme in a very long time. Because the second you said John Cena, my first thought was da 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 And I realized I hadn't heard that in a very, very long time. John Cena <laughs> has already gone through several evolutions as a performer. He went from wrestler that everyone who loved wrestling knew to a meme that everyone knew and now he's been doing these turns as this wonderfully comedic actor he's great he's the best part of a lot of comedies he does it's the clark kent effect you know it, when he takes his shirt off it's like <laughs> oh my god it's john cena when he leaves his shirt on he looks like ernest from ernest goes to camp and I, I think one of the <laughs> questionable high points of this movie is that john cena does not let anything that you preconceived about him he's muscular he's an action hero interfere with his role i mean yes he's muscle bound and yes he was a green beret and all this other stuff it doesn't come into play in his character at all he's a gentle dude he's a philosophical dude he's just trying to figure stuff out 
and that's more credit to him. He could just as easily be a Vince Vaughn character or an Owen Wilson character in a Ben Stiller movie because absolutely from premise top to bottom, this feels a lot like that cringe comedy of Ben Stiller's early 2000s library. Well, the thing that sets John Cena apart from other characters like that is those characters are shitty. They act shitty, but also they wait for you to fuck up so they can fuck with you about it so consistently and hard. But John Cena, meanwhile, if, you, if he sees you fuck up, he's not going to rub your face in it. No, he's going to pick you up. He's like, man, let's go get a drink. He's a fucking cool dude in this movie. No, he'll make excuses for you to have fucked up, actually. What I love about John Cena, for the most part, because as much as we say he's a batshit crazy person, he's actually, like, the most mellow of the two oh, yes. of the couple. Like, Because there's, yeah, like Doggett says, there's moments where... Marcus will do something and he's like, I didn't tell you to do that. You just did that on your own. Like, I just said, hey, look at this thing. And then you fucking did it. That's not on me. That's on you. But instead of like making fun of him for it or something, he's like, well, I'm going in with you on that terrible decision. I'm here with you. We'll get through this together, my buddy. That sequence was probably my favorite sequence of the entire movie. The tripping shrooms. Yeah, because that was hilarious. That's what I loved about John Cena. He's like showing off his survival skills because he's a park ranger, as it turns out. And he's just like, yeah, look at this thing. If you eat this, you know, it's really good for you. And then and then he finds something and he's like, oh, my God, look at this. And he only says, look at this. He never says eat this in any shape or form. And Marcus just and fucking Marcus just downs it. it within a second, which is why, like, immediately I'm like, wait, Ron hasn't done anything really all that wrong here. Like, he's done some really weird shit up to this point. Like, I'm not saying he hasn't done anything that would be considered wrong in a social situation. When it comes to Marcus, he does something for Marcus. This movie did not go where I thought it was going to go. Doggett said a lot of movies like that, the Ben Stiller sort of cringy things, like Along Came Polly and the Will Ferrell type things, as well as, you know, some other stuff. For every time the crazy people are there, they're cringy as hell, mm-hmm. and they're just shitty people for the most part. And then you kind of just be like, well, oh, shucks, but they're kind of just sort of there, and they're just eccentric. Mm-hmm. Where this one's like, no, they're eccentric, but they're legitimately good people, even if they make some weird decisions. So you end up just, like, going with the fact that you would be, maybe you'd be friends with them, but you get why the situations are not, the best for the, those sorts of people to be in mm-hmm. is the best way I can really describe this movie. A lot of the comedy is set up very predictably. You can see where the gag is coming as it's coming and where it's going to go, but then it'll pay off as expected really well. And it has a lot of cartoonish humor. And that doesn't surprise me because one of the screenwriters on this did the cloudy with the chance of meatballs movie. This also came from the people who brought game night, which also has that just left of center reality from our own where insane things can happen and normal human beings are reacting as they normally would, even though the situations are cartoonishly silly, cartoonishly wild. And I appreciated despite the fact that there is very predictable jokes and gags set up in this that John Cena, as well as uh, Lil Ray Howery, uh, you know, so Ron and Marcus, they give you exactly what you want for those jokes. They pay off well. Yeah, good for Lil Ray. Good for him. He just snatched this right out of Kevin Hart's nose. <laughs> Thank God if that's the case, because... He was honestly funnier than Kevin Hart ever would have been. I mean, he, he manages to blend being a genuinely funny actor with being a decent straight man. You can believe Marcus exists as a person, where I can rarely ever believe that Kevin Hart even, as Kevin Hart as a person, exists. (laughs) The other performances are quite strong, too. We have Emily and Kyla, which are the two female counterparts to Marcus and Ron. 
and they are very funny in their own way as well. Another thing I liked about this is that the humor, though it's consistent, you can expect a certain joke from the four main characters, that they aren't just the same voice. You know, you get something like Family Guy or an American Dad sort of humor where just everyone is the same sort of comic. Everyone is delivering the same kind of joke. In this, despite the silliness of this whole thing in general, there's weird nuance in the four main characters and the type of jokes that they get to do. I really appreciated a lot of the weirder side characters, like Marcus's brother-in-law. Oh, his name is Punk-Ass. It's Gabe. <laughs> Gabe, the, Gabe, the brother-in-law. Played by Andrew Bachelor, if that's his name. Because, yeah, this guy had me laughing because he constantly is just, like, fucking with, it, with Marcus the whole time because Marcus once knocked him the fuck out. Yeah, it's this great moment from the past about why they don't like each other is that at one point in time, Marcus decked Gabe. And I love... The explanation for it, he's like, you just kept saying, punch me, so I just did it. <laughs> he, the guy invites his martial arts instructor or something yeah. to this wedding, which makes it that much weirder. But that's what I liked about it. There's so many other characters that are just also really weird in what they're doing. Like, Marcus's parents are very stereotypically weird, older, poorer black couple. But don't they get the last laugh? <laughs> this is true. Yeah, they kind of do. And then there's the dad who's um, Emily's dad just kind of a douche in the, in the beginning yeah least. he's a bit of a he's a prick he's a royal prick like the way he talks about Marcus is just so shitty he's such a royal prick he goes fox hunting right and I don't care if it's just a walkabout first of all you don't do something like that that's so structured and then change it completely without telling you the guests like you said he took riding lessons and it wasn't even a riding kind of thing at least not that towards mm -hmm. the end and he is just such a snob, and yet he's so crude for being a snob, for having those kind of standards. He has no real sense of etiquette. And then he, you see later on in the movie, he has quite a double standard. There's something fascinating about the whole thing, about what Marcus and Emily's life is. If you had made a movie of just Marcus and Emily and the family that's there, mm -hmm. you would have had like a Meet the Parents type movie, and that would have played out almost like Meet the Parents 2 or whatever. Mm -hmm. The fact that this does that and also kind of fuses the whole like almost forgetting Sarah Marshall type premise of the beginning kind of thing. Like that's why I'm so surprised by this movie. Which is kind of how Game Night was, too. Game Night had, like, a very specific premise in the beginning, and then it changes gears towards the middle of it. Like, John Cena's, when you find out his thing, it actually, it broke my heart a bit. Why is he this type of man? Why is he so loving and so carefree and so wild at the same time? Yeah, it explains so much of his character. Happy-go-lucky, let's go with the wind attitude. And I appreciated that immensely because they easily could have just like not done anything like that. They could have just been like, uh, he's he's a crazy person, but he's my friend kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But like, no, there's like legitimate reasons to like this guy. He does love Marcus so much. Like, that's one of the best. The, I, I, I want to convince people to watch this. I'm going to spoil one of the best jokes of the week. You know, there's that scene in the trailer where John Cena shoots the bottle out of the little Ray's head. <laughs> yeah. And then the next thing he says, here, your turn. Your turn. Yeah, yeah, go. Now you try it. This is how good this movie is at jokes. Because any other movie, it would have been like a five minutes of like, I don't want to do it. Just do it. Just do it. I don't want to do it. The next immediate thing that happens is they're walking down the beach and John Cena, his head is just bandaged. Just <laughs> bloody and pus everywhere. That's why the, this movie works to me is that it does something that any other movie would have like lingered on. And then it just doesn't. It never goes wrong the way you think it's going to go wrong. Like, there's a thing that John Cena does later on, or that Ron does later on, involving golf, that you're expecting to go horribly wrong in some sort of weird, like, and then just become this whole... Like, like if it was like American Pie, it would have been like the stupid fucking thing that lasted forever. That was an interesting joke because I expected it to be a very obvious, oh, he's hustling them. No, he's pretty bad at it. He does his <laughs> betting on luck and cheating, which, all right, well, he that's He pulls a Harvey Dent. He makes his own luck. <laughs> 
That's right. Uh, what, okay, the other thing I really like is that the couples never really fight. There's never a moment where, where Marcus and Emily like look at each other and be like, I hate you. Fuck you. How could you? Thing. Yeah, yeah. Not even over stuff that merits a legitimate fight. <laughs> yeah, because they're, they're very much like we're in this together kind mm-hmm. of thing, which is a nice thing to see in a movie like this. Even with Ron and Kyla, like none of them ever really get mad at each other. Yeah, they, they, the couples are devoted to each other. I got to give them that credit. Yeah, like I mean, you usually end up hating the mechanics of at least one of the couples, and then you know, and the other one shows them the way. No, they're both they have their dysfunctions, but they're both pretty stable couples in their own weird, horrible way. Marcus and his wife are usually the ones who are like not anta- I'm not going to say antagonistic on John Cena and his wife's character. They just can't wrap their mind around living the life that they live because John Cena and Kyla, yeah. they just live. They don't, everything. Like directly opposed to it. Yeah. And Marcus and Emily are just like, oh, you can't, uh, you shouldn't do that. Uh, uh, Marcus lives his life with a plan for everything. And Emily even criticizes him for that. But it's very clear that she's also quite comfortable living in the restraints of society. So with Kyla and Ron just saying, Live this way. Come on out and work out. Don't worry about it. Yeah, we blew our life savings, but it's fine. It's like, yeah, there's always more. Even their first time meeting them and the reason why they the presidential suite like breaks, it's not really their fault either. There's no sequence where they're like, oh, we overfilled the jacuzzi. It's like, no, the jacuzzi broke. Mm-hmm. And they had nothing to do with that because that's not how jacuzzis work. Like, there's not a button to keep it flowing kind of thing. It's like, the thing just fucking broke. Like, that's, <laughs> that's it. It's stuff like that that I appreciated throughout this movie is that, like, everything that goes wrong with Marcus and Emily's stuff never is truly Moran and Kyle's yeah, fault. Like, I don't know about that. In, like at least up to a certain point. Some some of it is, but not like everything. Because that's the thing is that any other movie would have been like fucking the cat in the hat where like that motherfucker is just like ruining his life every 20 seconds. Like what other one of those Ben Stiller type films where it's just like everything is just fucking going wrong because of everybody fucking him over kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah, actually, and meet the parents. He's the reason everything's going wrong. Ultimately. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, we're this, like, not everything is his fault, but not everything is, like, perfect as well. So is it okay if I just go to my final thoughts, to be honest? Yeah, swing it out into final thoughts there, Mike. I really like this movie. No, you don't say. <laughs> it's not like, you know, the best fucking comedy ever, but I think it's a really good comedy. I would put it up there with the movies that these guys have made, which is like Game Night and Horrible Losses. Those movies are really are really charming. And that if you like any of those two movies, I think you should watch this movie in general. And that and John Cena is just fucking charming as hell. Really funny. The entire cast is really funny. I would have to give it eight out of ten times that bird is going to poop. <laughs> Mark, why don't you take it for us? All right. I did not like it as much as I think you guys did. Only because I have a real problem with this kind of movie, especially when I think I've seen it done better uh, a bunch of times. It's the comedy where the crazy, quirky people seem reasonable to the protagonist at first. And then later on, as the protagonist goes on, he realizes they're kind of out of control, but everybody else sees them as reasonable. This has been done better. I've seen it done done better in Meet the Parents. I've seen it done better in What About Bob? I was thinking about names of movies. I'm not going to get into them, but there's like six or seven of them with essentially this plot. That being said... None of these people are dislikable. Matter of fact, Marcus, who I was really getting irritated by, at the end of the movie, steps up about something that really is not his responsibility, but he thinks it is. And that made me kind of like him a little bit. He's like, okay, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to do the right thing here. I ain't going to get into it. But it was like, good for you, man. John Cena is wonderful in this movie. He is a genuinely gifted comedic actor. I've seen him do dramatic stuff. I, I just, I'm in awe of the guy. I, I really can't wait to see what he does next. I really liked, uh, what was her name? Um, Meredith Hegner plays... Kyla. You knew exactly what I was thinking of. She was awesome. 
And she plays the most genuinely crazy person in the whole movie. <laughs> and yet she's sincere in her love for her husband and for her friends, too. But that being said, I thought it was a fine diversion. And I watched it again just because I was curious. I, had a, I was kind of suspicious of my own feelings about it. So I had my girlfriend watch it. And she never stopped laughing the entire movie. So I'm going to give it five out of ten devil's dicks. <laughs> Well, I'm going to go before I let Doggett go as well here because I also liked this movie, but I didn't love it. What struck me about it is that while it was predictable, every joke that didn't land, there was a joke that did that kept me engaged. Anytime I thought I was about to check out on this for its pretty standard genre comedy cliches, there'd be something like the Ferrari spinning past the pawn shop window or some look from John Cena or Meredith Hagner proving you can't hear her scream through the door or a hard cut (laughs) from a wide of the catamaran to them in a helicopter to the bullet wound moment. There are these really funny, very well-timed comedic bits in this. And I love a good comedy. Me too. This is a good comedy. Lil Rel is doing a very elevated Ben Stiller performance and elevated Kevin Hart, as was mentioned before. And as all of us are doing, John Cena is just goddamn hilarious. He is the best. He is the reason this movie works as well as it does, because you can't take your eyes off him. He's so damn funny. And he makes everyone else that he's in scenes with that much funnier as well. Not just him, but the character himself is so lovely. Yeah. It's a bit long is my main complaint. This thing's an hour 45 and that's too long for a comedy. I think if you tighten the cut, just trimmed out all the fat that you could find, make the island just a little bit shorter, make the wedding just a little bit shorter, make the experiences leading up to the finale, just tighten up everything a little bit. This probably would go up two points for me, especially as a comedy. This is good. It'd be a great double feature for, I love you, man. I love that movie. I actually don't disagree with that. Yeah, Yeah, I love you, man, or Game Nights, or the Hangover movies. I'm going to give Vacation Friends a 6 out of 10 cocaine-trimmed martinis. (laughs) All right, Daggett. I just have a question for everybody really quick. Would this have been as good if The Rock was in John Cena's role? Hell no. No. Hell no. No, I don't think so. Absolutely not. There's some lines that John Cena did that I can never see The Rock doing. Yeah, I agree. Or even so, or even some gags I can never see The Rock doing. There's only so much a raised eyebrow can cover. <laughs> right. Jensen has, has been on, on record where he's just like, I have no shame at this point because he's, he's, he was used to people talking shit to him for so much in his wrestling career. He's like, I do whatever the fuck I want, which is why he does like you know, the thing in the Suicide Squad where he's in his underwear. Mm-hmm. And there's a shot in this movie where he's butt-ass naked pointing at something. And you're just like, <laughs> okay, then. Like, I could never see The Rock doing any of those gags and making them work. You're not going to find The Rock or Batista or Jason Momoa and some of the other modern-day beefcakes that we have willing to go to the length John Cena is willing to go to get a joke. Yeah, it works. And I was going to say, one of the things I really enjoy about this movie is how restrained it actually is. It doesn't push any joke too far or things I think are going to be setups for jokes or actually setups for like more endearing moments. Like if there was a scene where the entire family was at a Waffle House eating steaks, I would have turned the fucking movie off. That was like too far. Can't see it. You broke reality at that point. But luckily we never got that. Everything's cool. John Cena is charming as fuck. So is everybody else in this movie. 
I had a good time. I would probably give this 8 out of 10. Uh, surprise cocaine. <laughs> so much cocaine in a review, guys. Not salty enough. Good friends just give you cocaine That's... randomly without asking you. <laughs>